Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm Tanner Olson, and this is episode 42 of Walk a Little Slower, a podcast where I share a little hope, a little love, and a little bit of what I've been learning. This is a podcast where you are invited to slow down, to lean in, to hold fast, and to eventually, to eventually keep going. Welcome. Before we dive into this week's episode, I just wanted to mention and say thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all the the wonderful orders and messages uh, over the last couple of weeks um, gearing up for the holiday season. It truly does mean a lot to all of your orders um, and, and new patrons. It, it helps this mission, this calling. Um, it makes it happen. So thank you so much for being part of this and for your support and for your kindness. If you haven't yet left a rating and review for this podcast, go ahead and do so. Feel free to share this episode with a friend or someone you think of as you're listening to it. Um, that would that would be super helpful. Um, but other than that, I'm excited to share this episode with you. Um, it's a somewhat of a live episode, and I'll I'll say more about that just in a second. So, anyways, here is episode 42 of the Walk a Little Slower podcast. All right, well, I'm going to give this another shot. I did my best to record a Instagram live Q&A that I was going to use the audio from that for this podcast episode, and it didn't work well. I don't think technology likes me. Um, similar to gluten, just doesn't really work well with who I am as an individual. So I'm going to give this another shot. I have a bunch of questions that were sent in via, via Instagram. And uh, so I'm going to go through those. I don't know if you know this about this podcast, but for the most part, uh, aside from all of the interviews, everything I do is scripted. I write it all out and then I try to read it with excitement and joy and pause. But this is off the cuff. And I got to tell you, I'm not very good at that. At least I don't think that I am. It's something that I want to get better at. So consider this a practice. Uh, but anyways, I have a, a bunch of questions that were sent in and I love to answer those. And if you ever have a question for me, please send it my way. I would love to answer it. The first question is this. Why do you always wear black? <laughs> it's true. I wear a lot of black. I will say though right now, and you can't see me because it's a podcast, I'm wearing dark blue with black. But it is it is dark blue. But I wear I wear black for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm a poet, I'm a writer, and so oftentimes we wear. Oh, you hear pancake barking in the back? Uh, but I wear black because it's just it's easy, and uh, it's hard to make decisions. Sorry, I'm distracted by pancake. It's hard to make decisions for me, uh, and so it el- eliminates the those decisions. So I know every morning, like I'm gonna throw in something that's black. I've pair of black pants. I have three pairs of the same black pants and a bunch of black t-shirts and I just throw it on and call it good. I'll change it up and put on a different pair of shoe. But uh, for the most part, it's just it just makes things easier. And I also read something where uh, Steve Jobs, he did something like this. And 
uh, I don't know, he, he, he was pretty, a pretty smart guy from what I understand. And so if that worked for him, I, it might, might just work for me as well. Um, but it, it eliminates some of those, those decisions um, that I have to make each day. Uh, it just makes things a little bit easier. And black is slimming. <laughs> the next question that was sent in was, what is your favorite color? Uh, shocking, it's black, uh, but also Orlando Magic Blue. Uh, this next question was, where do you get your inspiration in words to write? Uh, I get this question quite a bit. Um, anytime I speak at churches or, or schools or even just on the internet, most weeks someone will send me a message and say, where do you get your inspiration from? Uh, and what I like to, to say is, as, as a poet and as a writer, I believe that it's kind of, it is my job to inspect the world. So I am looking for, for things that are happening, for things that are taking place, conversations that are happening between friends, family, um, headlines in the news, kind of what our world is discussing, the, the emotions and the heaviness of our world. And I'm trying to write about that or write into it. So there's never, there's never a lack of, of, of content. If anything, it's, it's more difficult for me to, to zone in and focus on on one thing, wanting to write about this or or that. So for me, uh, the, the difficult part then is also to remain inspired. Um, and when, when it comes to remaining inspired, that's kind of when my brain switches over from being uh, creative to uh, I've got to get something done. Um, more of that productive side of I, I want to check this off of my list. I want to finish this writing. I want to finish this poem. I want to finish this thought because I want to share it with with the world. And and, and with that, with, with finishing and putting something out there, a lot of times and, and when I speak with artists and, and writers, they get hung up on, well, I don't know how to finish something or, or, or when and how to share it. And, and my advice on that is, I'm not sure I've ever finished a poem, that I ever got something done the way I wanted it to be. Most of my poems, most of my writings are about 90% there, but they're not 100% there. But 90% has to be good enough sometimes. It has to be good enough because if it's not, I would never share anything. And I also remind myself that if I don't like it later on, I can go back and fix it. It's always okay to go back and fix something. That's why my first book, I'm All Over the Place, has a second edition. So I wanted to change some things and I wanted to add some things. It's okay to go back and, and change some of those things as well. Give yourself a little bit of grace. Actually, give yourself a lot of grace. That's what God gives to us, a lot of grace. Next question, donuts or cinnamon rolls? The correct answer is both. The real answer is cinnamon rolls and donuts. But if I had to pick, it's cinnamon rolls. I love I love a good cinnamon roll. If you've been following my work for a while, you know that uh, back in the day, I sent out a tweet. Um, and this was a couple of years ago. Uh, but I, I, I witnessed somebody throw, throwing away the center of a cinnamon roll. I tweeted that. It went viral. It went crazy. And so now anytime somebody's finishing up a cinnamon roll, I'll get a text, uh, a photo of somebody uh, saying, should I finish the center of the cinnamon roll or throw it away? And you should always eat the center of the cinnamon roll. There have been some people who have tried to tell me that it's not the best part, that it's too doughy. And to those people, I just say, stop. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> I love a good cinnamon roll. Uh, if you know of a good cinnamon roll, let me know. I would love to have it. I'm still big, still a big fan of, of Cinnabon. So anytime I go on a uh, like to the airport, go fly somewhere, 
that's usually what you do at an airport. Um, I'm always tempted to get a Cinnabon. Anyways, uh, next question is, do you ever feel lost? And what do you do when you feel that way? Yeah, I oftentimes feel I feel lost. Um, and like I said on the on Instagram Live, it's not that I feel like I am lost in a forest somewhere, like I am alone in the middle of of, um, of the woods. But if anything, I, I kind of feel like I am uh, sitting in a canoe that is still tethered, that is still uh, connected by rope to a dock. Like I know that I am connected to something, but I just feel like I am drifting a little bit. And what I really want is to be pulled close to the dock and for a hand to reach in and pull me up. I think that's how I feel. Um, But when I feel that way, and I don't often, always or often feel that way, but when I do feel that way, I remind myself of the things that I know to be true. And that comes up a lot in my writing of reminding myself of what it is that I know to be true because sometimes I forget the things that I know to be true and I know that's that also can be true for you as well where we forget about that, that we are loved and seen and cared for and, uh, and that, there's a, that there's hope, that we are not a burden, um, that life is not a race and we are, are not behind um, and that, again, that there is, there is grace for us. So when I feel lost, I, I have to, I, have to uh, I guess, speak light into the darkness. And I also think that we have to do that and we should be doing that for each other as well. Speaking light into, into the darkness, reminding each other of the things that we know that are true. Yeah. All right. Next question is, uh, this was a more of a personal question. Someone asked, how, how do you start going to a new church when you don't know anyone and you get super anxious? And, and what I would say to that is, uh, well, first of all, you're, it's okay to, to, to feel anxious about that. It's always scary to start start something new. Um, you're not you're not the only one who feels anxious. Like there's at any time you might walk into a room, someone else is anxious also. Um, and uh, starting a new church can be scary, but but I think it's important for us to remember what the what is what is the church, and it's uh, we get to come together to to worship God. Um, to to build each other up, um, to 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 take communion together, um, to receive the forgiveness of sins together, uh, and to 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 worship, to celebrate, and to and to rest, um, and we get to bring our full selves to one another. Um, so I would say, continue to show up to bring your full self and to bring your bring your anxious self. No one's going to say, hey, no one anxious is allowed here. They're going to say, I have a seat for you. At least I hope that's what they say. And then my, my other advice, is too, is uh, to get involved. And that's another hard, brave thing to do. Like, it's hard enough to, to start something new, but it's also difficult to um, join in and say, how can I help? But um, I think when we, when we ask, how can we help or find ways to get involved, that's when community begins to build. And what I have noticed in my own life is when I have community, my anxiety begins to shrink. Um, it doesn't, ne- doesn't necessarily mean it just goes away. But when I walk into a room and I know someone there who knows me, who knows my name, who, who, who knows, knows me, it's not as scary anymore. That's one of the beautiful things about being known, is it makes life just a little less, little less scary, a little less intimidating. Next question is, uh, what's one of the things you've learned through being married? 
I've learned a lot of things, especially uh, early on in marriage. Learned a lot about communication. Um, learned a lot about what it means to um, forgive and to be forgiven, to uh, give grace and to receive grace, uh, and all these just little, little things that, that really do make a big deal. Um, I am married to my best friend, and it, it makes a world of difference. Uh, she's not just good, but she is great, and uh, it is a, a, a wonderful thing to just to go through the day to get day to day together. Um, there is some something beautiful about that. Um, we get to, to struggle together. We get to celebrate together. Uh, we get to figure this whole thing out as a team. And, and that's what it feels like most days. Is And that's one of the things that we remind each other is that we're on, we're on each other's team. Um, I know that she's not just my wife, but she's my teammate. And I'm, I'm thankful to be doing this with her. Um, but I also know that, you know, you might be listening and being like, well, that's not, that's not where I'm at. Like I'm, I'm maybe I'm not, I'm not married. And then I would, I would say to that, um, I see you and, and I, I'm sorry that is difficult for you. Um, and, uh, yeah, sometimes when we talk about where we are at in life, um, it can bring on thoughts and emotions of insecurity or feelings like, you know, like we are behind whether, whether you are, um, single and looking for a relationship and, and anytime somebody brings up marriage it's difficult or or you're you're hoping for children and anytime someone talks about being pregnant or their child it, it's it's difficult for you or even you know when somebody brings up their parents and, and and yours have passed on it makes things difficult and so um to speak into into all of that i uh, I hope that this answer, that answer kind of comes from a place of like, I, I, I feel very lucky, feel very honored. Um, and, uh, and if that's, if this is hard for you, let, let it, let it be hard. Um, and I'm going to talk, we're going to talk a lot about that in 2023 and a lot of things to, to share about feeling, um, hurts or lost or behind. Um, so however, all of that finds you. I hope you know that we see you. And uh, and uh, one of the one of the things that a good friend one time told me, he said, uh, "I hate that for you." And so, if there's something that you're thinking about right now, and you wish it was different, uh, well, I hate that for you. All right, uh, next question: How do you reconnect with God after a period of doubt and hopelessness? That's a really good question. Um, I think coming out of a pandemic, if maybe we're still in it, who knows? Uh, but how do you reconnect with God after a period of doubt and hopelessness? I know that the pandemic was one of those, a lot of us took a hit um, with our relationships with each other and with the Lord as well. Um, and I wrote this this morning. It's a, it's a three word prayer and it says, uh, please God, please. And that is the whole prayer. Please God, please. Um, and, and I, and I think God is not looking for our perfect response. He's not asking for a poem. He's not asking for a song. He's not asking for us to have a monologue of, of the perfect words. But when I read scripture, I and, I and I think a lot about the story of the prodigal son and, and how the father reacts. And the father reacts with kindness. He reacts with love and he reacts with understanding. And, I, and that's something that we have to remember that that's how God reacts. He reacts with love 
He reacts with kindness. He reacts with understanding and, and, and with patience and with, and with grace. So how do you reconnect with God after a period of doubt and hopelessness? Remember, Jesus has come to me. Rest with me. And maybe that's a good place to start. Uh, what show which show from your childhood do you wish would get a Netflix reboot? Uh, Captain Planet. Yes, Captain Planet for sure. Um, what inspires you to keep creating? What inspires me to keep creating? We talked about inspiration a little bit earlier. Um, I'm inspired to, to keep creating because I think, actually, I know, I know that this is what God has invited me to do with my life, to write um, and to spread hope. And this is the way that I know how to do that. And so I'm, I'm inspired by invitation and I can't help but do this. Like I've tried to not be a writer. It doesn't work. Uh, I always find myself writing about something. Um, but I'm inspired to, to, to keep creating because I, I, I think by me writing, I am being faithful to what it is that God has asked me to do. Yeah, that's my answer. All right, the, the last question here is, um, what's your next book about? My next book is about finding hope in the uncertain and unknown. Uh, it's personal stories. I, I, I Right now, the way that the book is set up in my mind and on my screen, all 50,000 plus words is I, I tell a, an abridged, because you can't tell a whole story of someone's life, but an abridged story of my life going from, you know, growing up in in Florida to, to going off to college and in and, and, and to present day and all the things that kind of came along with that. The, uh, the steps forward, the steps back, the uh, the mistakes, the heartbreak, the questions, um, all all of that. And then there's also some poetry interspersed throughout the, the book, kind of scattered throughout. Um, and I'm really excited about it. I, I really do hope that I can find a way to get this into your hands. And um, we're, I'm doing my best to be patient and to, again, be faithful um, to the process. So uh, sorry for having to... <laughs> Uh, redo this Q&A, uh, but I hope it made sense. It was, it was fun to do. Again, if you have any questions, go ahead, send those, send those my way, and I would love to respond to them either on the podcast. It's going to stay anonymous. I'm not going to call you out except for, although on um, when I did the Instagram live, I did shout out my friend Steve, who's been on the podcast, Steve Kendrall. He asked the great question, uh, which show would you want to have a, as a reboot? Um, and I figured he'd be okay if I said that. Um, and if not, sorry, Steve, you know, I love you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's going to be that for this episode. Uh, I'll talk about this in, in future episodes, but I'm excited for this next year. Um, new podcast music. My friend Matt Daring is help, helping with that right now. And uh, just some some other new and exciting things that are happening. Uh, but thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Walk a Little Slower podcast. I'm not even going to do the, the full closing. Like You guys, you've listened before. You've got it. If you haven't listened before, you'll hear it on the next episode. So I'm just going to close out this episode by saying probably what I said at the beginning of the episode. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following along. Thank you for being on my team. I look forward to this next year. Uh, I do have one more episode that'll come out uh, before 2023 begins. Um, or maybe two. I don't know when this one's coming out. Anyways, um, much love from Nashville, Tennessee. And I'll talk to you all again soon. Peace.